I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I would like to begin by acknowledging and paying my respects to the Wurundjeri and Bunurong people of the Kulin Nations, the traditional custodians of the land on which we are gathered here today. I would like to pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Hi there. My name is Jane. My name's Kurt. And this is Made You Look, a podcast where we make each other watch episodes of our favourite TV shows and then try and work out why we love the things that we love. Yes. So as you all know, we're in season eight. Yes. Um, and that means that we're doing kids shows. Mm-hmm. So Kurt, what did you make me watch today? This week I made you watch something that I actually got in trouble for more than once, but I made you watch Yu-Gi-Oh! Why did you get in trouble for it? Uh, two different reasons. Uh, first, I wasn't allowed to watch TV before um, school, and this was on like the morning show cartoons. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, we were allowed to record it on VHS, you know, um, and like watch it after school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when we were watching it after school, Mum noticed that the ads were taken out of it. And I said to my mum, I wasn't actually watching it, I was just having it on mute and looking away from the TV when the ads were on. And the ads were off or something how like that. How did you, like, how did you manage to sneak that? Without like, them noticing. Yeah. I would, like, turn off the TV and then just kind of be, like, with a homework maths textbook or something just, like, at the base of the television because that's near the front door anyway. Weren't you, like, getting ready for school? I got ready for school super early so I could do this. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. I kind of used, at one point, uh, when I was, like, a, a later teen, like mm. a much later teen, I'd do the opposite where I would get up super early and watch something before everyone else got up and then get ready for school. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, we also weren't allowed to watch TV before school. Mm. It's a fair rule. I think it's a fair rule. I think it's a very fair <laughs> rule. Um, and I never really had a problem with it because I didn't know what TV shows were on before school. That's the only so reason. So I never got addicted to them. So I was, I was like, I don't need to watch TV before school. I read before school. Oh, that's nice though. Well, I always used to say to my mom, like, she'd be furious at me being like hurry up and get ready and i'd be like sitting in my room reading lord of the rings and i'd be like any other mother would be thrilled that (laughs) child is reading right now (laughs) very fair no no, it's good it's good it's good yeah um yeah so uh this is Yu-Gi-Oh duel monsters in particular Mm -hmm. um the anime show based off the manga series which i know came before the card game i wasn't sure if the card game itself was actually this is probably complicated and we haven't yeah, got can, into it very far. Yeah, you're going to need to explain it more clearly. <laughs> but before I do explain exactly what Yu-Gi-Oh is, the other reason why I got in trouble, uh, yeah. this is actually the only other time, uh, the only time I got grounded at school. Mm-hmm. Uh, grounded I, at school? 
What do you mean? Detention. Detention. Right. <laughs> See, it happens so infrequently. I wasn't sure what to call it. <laughs> um, is that uh, my friends and I were where my friends egged me on along with them to steal uh, some really, really high powerful Yu-Gi-Oh cards from the teacher's kid because he was bragging about them earlier and how he was going to beat everyone in the tournament. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, you know, he saw us almost immediately afterwards. So you stole? Yeah. And then we gave them back. You stole them? Yeah. I'd have done more than given you detention. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was peer pressure. I don't care. I know, I know, you I know. You stole them. I think I was, I think I was I'd given a lesser sentence because it was the only time I'd gotten detention in high school. This was high school? Yeah. No, you, this was primary school. This was primary Yu-Gi-Oh school. You were cards in this high school? This was primary school. No, this was year four. This was year four. Right. Maybe I was going to say, year like. Year three, year three. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Or, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. I was like, whoa, we need to have a bigger conversation about this. Um, yeah, right. Okay, well. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I mean, not fair enough. I no, don't think no, you should have stolen anything. Yeah, no, but, but I mean, hey, hey, we have our faults. We all have our faults. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about this show and what the heck I just watched? <laughs> okay, so um, this, as I mentioned earlier, is Yu-Gi-Oh! Exclamation mark, Dual Monsters, uh, which is uh, based on the manga Yu-Gi-Oh! Which is, uh, you know, they put a little bit of an extra title in just to make it clearer. And it's kind of like... Pokemon cards, essentially, but a cartoon where you challenge those Pokemon cards on a holographic table and tournament, and by defeating each other, you win prize money and tournaments, and it's it's very much influenced by the entire Pokemon craze. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the first very, very successful um, exports from uh, Japanese cartoons into Western morning cartoon TVs for television and children. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, originally, the TV show actually went for... Five, four, four years. Uh, a total of two hundred and twenty-four episodes. Wow! They do definitely get through these episodes a lot faster, and I'm sure you would have maybe noticed a few repeat animations sometimes. I'll talk anyway. Continue. <laughs> anyway, they found a lot of good ways of saving money and costs, uh, and it actually spawned off several movies, uh, sequel series, which is set in space, where several characters these are just like holograms from the past, and it gets extremely complicated. But this involves a bit of Egyptian mythology around it, and is one of the reasons why I got really into it. You don't get much of the Egyptian mythology in this moments. You can't see my face. I was like, does it really involve Egyptian mythology? Not really. They're kind of just making it up as they go along. Clearly. I mean, that's what manga is, though. Yeah. So uh, just for listeners out there who don't necessarily understand between the difference between manga and anime, et cetera, et cetera. So you're saying that the, the manga came first. Yes. And isn't manga the comic book version? Yes. So right. manga is uh, basically Japanese for comic books. Yeah. And so originally the manga was very successful and it spawned uh, several um, cartoon adaptations. Mm-hmm. The second one being of which Yu-Gi-Oh! Dual Monsters, which was then popularized uh, again in its Western export through different television studios. But it started as a comic book is what started you're saying. started as a comic book, then started the trading card game. And uh, it, it, the animation in the trading card game actually kind of went into production actually around the same time right because of course one of the main reasons why cartoons uh, for kids actually get developed is for finding money and merchandising of course of course but i mean this seems like the whole thing doesn't exist without the card game right yeah no but the cartoon uh the sorry the comics yeah existed without the cards he kind of created his own um sets of cards the the creators of the comic books right okay all right 
Yeah, yeah. It's something that uh, I really got into. This is the only kind of bunch of cards I ever had. My brothers mm-hmm. had basketball cards. People maybe a little bit older than me had probably had Pokemon cards. I mean, I, I Pokemon was a craze around when I was a kid, but I didn't really get into it. Mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh cards is where I really got into it. So I think that, like, Pokemon just, like, never reached Kalgoorlie. <laughs> really? Like, I didn't know anybody who did who played Pokemon. You're or kidding. I watched one Pokemon movie when I was, like, nine at, like, the nerdy, like, the nerdiest girl's birthday party, right. sleepover, that all of our parents made us go to, even though nobody liked her. Um, looking back, I would redo things. Um, <laughs> but, like, I literally, nobody, no, I didn't know what Pokemon was until I was an adult. Wow. Like, I'd heard of it, but I didn't know what it was. So I still didn't... barely really understand the concept of it. So you only really kind of figured out what Pokemon was when Pokemon Go became a thing. I mean, I'd heard of it, and I knew that there were, like, different creatures, and... You probably knew the tropes if someone was imitating a Pokemon attack. Yeah, and like I said, I did watch that one Pokemon movie when I was nine, so, like, I had an idea that there was, like, a little Pikachu-y type thing who made annoying sounds and, I don't know, <laughs> shot lightning or something. But, but... even then, uh, po- the thing that makes Pokemon so big is not just the fact that it's a cartoon. It's the fact that it's, you know, it's a video game. See, it's I a had trading no card, idea it was uh, that there were trading series. cards. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. idea that there were trading cards involved. Were trading cards ever a thing in your schools? No. Really? So none of the varieties? Not, I mean, unless, to be fair, I had literally no contact with boys growing up. Oh, right, right. But like, I like I don't remember them talking about it. I don't remember seeing them. Like, it was just a complete non-entity. Really? Yeah. Because we went through several generations. Because, but what about Digimon or Tamagotchi? Tamagotchi, but that's not a card game. No, no. Tamagotchi, fish, oh, trust me, there were plenty of Tamagotchis. Um, and Digimon, again, I heard of it, but I think I just thought it was a cartoon. Again, Digimon trying to catch on to the Pokemon uh, fan craze and basically uh, combined a Tamagotchi version. Tamagotchi? Tamagotchi. I keep thinking it's Tamagotchi. No. Um, into a, a cartoon series, which then spawns, you know, the merchandising, which is the little digital pet that you feed and stuff. Yeah, I I don't know. It was all just like, I just had no idea about any of it, really, until I was an adult was when I kind of learned a little bit more about it. But even then, like, this is why I have no interest in any of that stuff. Oh, I think it's... I've never even heard of it. I think it's absolutely the biggest waste of money. It's so ridiculous, like, buying... I only bought them probably a couple of times. I inherited most of my decks from playing with other people and Mm -hmm. friends and things like that. But it is so expensive to just, like, buy a pack of five cards and you don't know what you're getting. It could be ones you already have, ones that are more challenging... But interestingly enough, I'm actually getting into card strategy games a bit more now. So my co-worker has been trying to get me into Magic the Gathering for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've never been one to do tabletop games, but I've started playing a lot on a different thing that I'll talk about later in the show. Sure. So I was probably reminded heavily of the Yu-Gi-Oh card games that I was doing from my childhood. Right. Um, so is there any other production history that you want to talk about, or is that pretty much it? I mean, I could talk about stuff, but ultimately it would just sound like absolute nonsense. To be honest, I haven't finished the entire series sure. because there's probably about a total of 600 episodes. So this is Dual Monsters. This is Yu-Gi-Oh! Dual Monsters. We've had about 224. Okay, and then there are Over like... three seasons. F- like six different kinds, right? Uh, what do you mean? So like... We're going to talk a little bit about how I tried to watch these. Um, but when I was trying to watch them, like there was just one that was called Yu Gi Oh! and then there was one that was called like Yu Gi Oh! GX. Oh no, this is. And Yu Gi Oh! GX 5D <laughs> and yes. like all of these different things. How do you know things. that? Because oh, you Googled. Well, it was all on the website that you should. Oh, there was, right. Like, you yes. can pick what kind. Yes, and, anyway. yes. yes. Um, so this is actually the first main season, canonical season of Yu Gi Oh! the anime. 
even more than just Yu-Gi-Oh? Yu-Gi-Oh was a not, not as successful one that kind of launched around the same time. Uh, and then another studio was like, we can do this better and we'll also put it in a Western export. Um, and so that one is the one that kind of relaunched the series. Canonically, right. it's still the same. It came a little bit after their first attempt. Uh-huh. Um, this actually happens a bit with anime. It happened with... Um, uh, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, right. where they actually created like a, an eight-episode run of the manga series, and fans were like, "This isn't as good as the manga. This isn't as good." And maybe they developed a bit of buzz and more um, investment and fan interest into the comic book series. Sales increased, and they got more of a budget to actually create a much better quality show, mm -hmm. which went on for about six years. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so just to clarify, that first series of Yu-Gi-Oh was uh, the series created by Studio Gallop. Um, and then the more popular 1998 anime series that we're talking about today was uh, produced by the much more successful uh, Toei Animation Studios. Okay, so here is the show context that I gave to Jane. This is going to get weird, but imagine that Pokemon card tournaments were like the biggest shit on the planet in terms of competitive recreational activities. And that's what Duel Monsters essentially is. Yes, not a cartoon with weird monsters... Uh, uh, that spawned another trading card game, but a cartoon about trading card... Oh, gosh, that is really confusing it sentence. Didn't Did it make, make any, any sense? Nope, nope. <laughs> but that's fine. Okay, so it's... This is a cartoon show not about monsters battling monsters, but about a trading card game of monsters battling other trading card monsters. Okay, so... Yugi is a sweet but shy little boy who goes on an adventure with his friends Joey, Tristan, and Taya to the Duelist Kingdom to compete in a tournament on an island and battle the creator of the card game, Pegasus. He's not really important at the moment. Uh, who has trapped Yugi's grandfather's soul to force him to compete? That's the first sentence. We slowly understand that this has something to do with the sacred millennium items, ancient Egyptian artifacts dating back to the inspiration of the card game where ancient pharaohs and mages used real monsters, not cards, in their battles. I'm pretty sure I think. It was a long time ago. Yugi is the holder of one such artifact, the Millennium Puzzle, which contains the soul of a 5,000-year-old pharaoh by the name of Yami, who takes control of the boy's body when he is having trouble in a duel or feeling particularly pressured. This is summarized in each opening, but in a more simplified version, uh, think where Yami and the other millennial souls live is in the Shadow Realm. Mm-hmm. Episode context. Mm-hmm. While Pegasus, the seasoned big bad, created the card game, uh, Saito, Kaiba, Saito Kaiba is the reigning champion of Duel Monsters, and while he is the CEO of a big corporation and a cold-hearted, ambitious prick, he'd do anything for his little brother after a rough childhood due to his wicked stepfather, whom he seized control of the big corporation from to give him and his little brother the life they deserve. Kaiba was searching for his missing little brother, Makuba, on the island, but as soon as he found him, Pegasus used his pesky eye, one of those Millennium Artifacts, to trap his soul from Kaiba's reach and force Cyber to battle Yugi as he and his friends edge closer to the finals. You're coming into this battle on the third episode. Yes, the card games can go over multiple episodes, sometimes even three, in which uh, the first two episodes, Kaiba has been trying to... Uh, fuse his iconic cards together, the three blue eyes white dragons, uh, into his big mega powerful monster, and he has just tricked Yugi into releasing the card, the crush card virus, which renders all his super powerful cards useless, and it's not looking good. Okay, 
Uh, what episode uh, word did you get me? Um, to season one, episode twenty-four, Face Off Part Three, and uh, episode twenty-five, Shining Friendship. Cool. So here's the deal. I didn't get a chance to watch these until last night, uh-huh. and it happened to be the end of a very long day at the end of a very shitty week. Sorry. It's not your fault. Um, so the point is, I was exhausted. And so I don't know what my brain did, but it um, it read 24 and 25 as 23 and 24. Oh, episode, I've been there before. The episodes that I meant to read, to watch. Um, and then the link that you gave me took me to episode 24. Yeah. And then there's a next episode button, but there's not a previous episode no, button. No, there's not. <laughs> so for, in order for me to try and find 23, oh, no. I had to go searching through the website. Oh, no. This is really complicated. There's dubbed versions. There's subtitles. The, the problem wasn't that. The problem was that I hadn't read either. I also hadn't read that it was Jewel Monsters. Oh, instead of the original Yu-Gi-Oh! So oh, I then went, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Oh, so no. So I, I went into, you, read the regular Yu-Gi-Oh! and I started watching episode 23, because again, I thought I was looking for 23 of Yu-Gi-Oh! And I was like, none of this has to do with any of the context that you gave. So yeah. I don't think that that's right. Um, and that's when I texted you to say, like, I don't think I'm watching the right episode. And then I realized I was meant to watch Jewel Monsters. So I went and watched Jewel Monsters. Oh, gosh. But I still thought it was episode 23. So I watched episode 23. Um, <laughs> and then I started watching the next episode, 24. And that's when I realized that that was the episode that I was meant to start with. And then I was like, fuck, that means I have to watch another episode. <laughs> of this nonsensical series. And then, um, yeah. So I'm going to give the recap for episodes 23, 24, and 25, except that nothing of note happens in 23. So I, and I can't even remember where one started and the other finished because, again, exhausted. Um, so I'm going to read out my recap and then I'll you'll get to hear my reactions, which include the revelation oh, that no. I'm watching the wrong episode. So I'm very keen to hear the reactions. Um, here's my recap for season one, episode 23, 24, and 25. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's fine. Yugi and Kaiba battle in a duel. Yugi notices that Kaiba isn't playing the way he normally would. He has some dragon card that he isn't playing. Um, He plays a triple-headed dragon thing and decimates Yugi, but he gets some encouragement from the peanut gallery, his friends over to the side, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and finds the strength to fight on. He fights back with a little furball thingy, um, (laughs) but that... Uh, but he makes it multiply so that they never disappear. Um, and then he plays a thing that eats up the dragon from the inside. Um, and Kaiba's like all like, um, you know, discouraged. But then he has this random vision of Makuba begging him for help. And his young self is trying to save him. And this gives him the strength he needs to keep going. Um, then Yugi plays a Celtic Guardian card who nearly wins the game, but Kaiba is like, I can't lose. So he walks to the edge of the wall and like stands there, knowing that the blast from Yugi's attack would knock him off. So he's basically playing chicken with Yugi, being like, if you do this, you're also going to kill me and you would never do this. Y- uh, Yugi argues with the spirit inside of himself who is pushing him to win the game, but in the end he won't risk Kaiba's life, so he throws the game and Kaiba is shaken by it. No. Yugi is shaken Mm. by the experience, swearing never again to duel because he can't control the spirit inside him. Kaiba uses his starships to enter the castle and goes to face Pegasus. Then in the next episode, Yugi is like all catatonic and everyone's like, get in, you know, snap out of it. And Joey like... Should I give my show context for the next episode? Oh, didn't you give both? No, I just gave the first one. Okay. 
And so for the next episode, after Yugi's all catatonic, um, I gave Jane the episode context that there's Mai, a blonde who has battled several of Yugi's fans before, and while she is bitter towards the world after working as a blackjack dealer on a cruise ship, her cynicism as she exposed... Exposed? I know, but... That was not a good word to use there. That was not intentional. (laughs) As she used uh, Foolish Men's uh, infatuation with her to her advantage... Uh, and she grew to use manipulation and to go on to become a successful duelist in the card game. Uh, she has developed a respect for Yugi and Ko since their previous encounters on the island were met with compassion, understanding, and praise for the better player, not disdain, something May was not expecting. So, uh, episode 25, after this battle with Kaiba, Yugi is basically catatonic as he remembers what happened um, in flashback annoyingly joey tries to snap him out of it first of all by being nice and then like literally shaking him and then a mai, mai happens to arrive to help uh mai offers some of her chips which yugi helped her get in the first place uh but yugi is still in a trance mai loses patience and goes to leave but taya steps in and decides to duel mai for it uh she's very inexperienced and keeps using her cutesy cards in this battle instead of like playing for reals um mai goads taya as she beats her Taya picks up Shining Friendship card, which, and then she gives some kind of friendship speech, and they play another round, and Mai has to remind Taya of some of the rules, because she's shit at this. Uh, She says that Yugi has given up and needs to find the strength within himself, um, a message that finally starts to make it through to Yugi. Taya cries, but remains resolute, and attacks back. Mai pretends that she doesn't have the cards to win and throws the match to Taya so she can give the stars to Yugi. They do that and then they go into the castle. Yeah. And that's it. That's <laughs> uh, season one, episodes 23, 24, and 25. I don't know if this even makes sense. Um, <laughs> the not, not, not the show. Yeah, the yeah. show definitely doesn't make sense. But I mean, <laughs> um, I don't know if my recap makes... Not the recap, the reactions. Reactions, yeah. I'm pretty sure that they are complete rambling nonsense. Particularly because it was the end of a long week, and you realised you'll you'll hear you'll hear me just lose all sanity. And anyway, okay, just here we go. I love the like almost dubstepy start to this musical intro, but I don't love how long it goes for. Oh my god, they're just teaching people how to play the game. Is that the whole point of this show? Wow, I'm pretty sure there's nothing more boring than watching somebody reveal their entire strategy to me through, you know, in-your-voice exposition. I don't know how to play the game. I don't know if I'm watching the right episode. It doesn't seem to have anything to do with anything. They're just standing there talking shit at each other. Okay, so I definitely wasn't watching the right episode, and so I'm going to try again. Okay, well, I'm still just watching them, like, play a card game. Even though this makes definitely more sense than the last episode I was watching, which was just bonkers. No, don't give me the bloody... Don't, don't in the head monologue at me. Stop. Who is that dickhead in the Stars and Stripes cap? What? I feel like it's pretty safe to say that I hate this. Yugi, I ha- uh, Yugi, I guess, has like a really 
deep man's voice and I kind of expected him to have like a young protege I don't know Jonathan Taylor Jonathan Taylor Thomas type voice instead of like a and here I am playing a magical card game ew there's a clown card I just don't think I'm gonna recap this for you like there's nothing to recap they play a card, they play a card, they play a card. Sometimes there's some snarky commentary from the sidelines, but like, there's no plot. Nobody wants to watch somebody else play a game. This is the longest 20 minutes on the face of the planet. It didn't even end with that episode. There's more to this fucking battle. Jesus. What are the stakes here? Like, why does Yugi have to beat Kaiba? I know why Kaiba has to beat Yugi, because he, uh, Pegasus is making him for something about his brother, but why does, this, why does Yugi care? Like, they won't let him into the castle otherwise? Like, what do you get if you win, normally? I don't even understand this concept. I fell asleep. I need to find where I was up to. God, this is so boring. Did he just have an argument with himself? Seems unnecessary. Why didn't you just say that at the beginning? Wait, I didn't need to watch episode 23? Why did I watch episode 23? Oh, I need to sleep before I try and watch the next one after this, because this is just... I hate everything. Okay, let's try this again. I'm going to watch episode 25. Actually 25. And then I'll be done. It's the next day. I'm awake. And I'm feeling a little bit better about life. Not really about the theme song though. It's really long. No. Don't duel. No more duels. What's with the face down cards? What does, what does that mean? We get it. I don't need the commentary from the sidelines telling me what just happened. I just watched it. Children aren't idiots. It's quite inspiring, really. It's amazing how much shorter these episodes seem when you're, like, awake and don't hate life. Anyway. That's it. <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. So, the, 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 the first two episodes felt like they both went for a millennium. And I then understand. The, the third episode when I was like, I'd slept and I could focus a little bit, um, didn't quite feel so, so long and awful. Um, oh, wow. But I didn't like this. <laughs> the thing that I knew was going to be a gamble with you is the fact that it's fight scenes. I'm saying that with air quotes because there is a strategy behind each card turn based strategy um, where they're trying to put thought into how to defeat their opponent Mm -hmm. and use tricks Mm -hmm. and sometimes face down cards. But the thing is that 
it's hard to keep track of what they're going and what's in their hand and what's in their deck, what they can play. Um, and so that's why they're constantly telling you what their plans are and their internal monologues. It's so unnecessary. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It is really, really unnecessary. Mm. Um, so I think I, I the strategy of it um, in terms of like trying to play something with something else um, made more sense to me in the the third episode yeah. and I think because you're watching somebody who's new oh yeah who sucks play, at the card game who sucks at the game and, and watch her get better and kind of find ways to combine different things again I didn't need the monologue telling me what she was thinking I just needed her to like do it do it <laughs> That was when the game started to make sense to me a little bit. And you actually see the holographic projectors in that in that fight scene, as opposed to on top of the castle where it looks all pretty with Kaiba and Yugi beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So... <laughs> I, I just wasn't sure if you were going to get that they weren't real monsters. Oh, I got that. Okay. I mean, they kept putting cards down. Yes, and then they, like, disappear into pixels when they die. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, I understood the concept. I mean, I was, I'd read the context, so I understood that they were playing a card game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised to see that there were projections. Oh, yeah. Because um, yeah. that wasn't what I was expecting. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the strategy of that was like, gave me the faintest glimmer of interest um, in the third episode that I watched. But uh, other than that, um, there's nothing here. There's nothing here. <laughs> Well, I was going to say why I picked these two particular episodes. Please do, please do. Actually, um, there's not nothing here. No. But there's so very little here, but please tell me. Okay, so first I'll uh, address a few points of your reaction. Sure. Um, so uh, you haven't seen a lot of anime, have you? Uh, I would put it at the uh, zero to nil. <laughs> You've seen an episode or two of Sailor Moon. Yes, because you made me. <laughs> um, anyway... Uh, anime always has uh, these very long music videos that are the opening to an anime can actually be seen as like a almost like a short film clip trailer that would sell the series to like other companies or investors and uh, like a Japanese pop like rock band would be like covering that song of a manga that has been popular for years well, why are they so long? because they're a full song yeah, and then hang on hang on hang song? on and then when it exports over to uh western countries they're not going to have a three and a half minute song in japanese so they have these weird like rock dubstepy kind of versions of what they think that cool boys like um, and then just do it for the entire duration of the anime sequence, which includes extra animations that aren't necessarily part of the show, but just look cool. Why not just cut them? Why not extra just, work, I suppose. Why not just make? I mean, not just they do. The, they do censor some stuff. Not just for the stuff. export, but I'm just like I'm wondering why, like, you would want to watch a three minute t- title sequence every time. I mean, I do love some anime title sequences more than mm. some of the shows themselves, but that's probably not a good mark. It's just so itself. long. <laughs> it was just like I couldn't believe how long it was. I mm. skipped through it on the final one. Oh, of course. I mean, after what three times? Uh, I don't even know how many times. But yeah, no. So that's one of the reasons why those intros are long. It's not specific to Yu-Gi-Oh. That's specific to all anime. I assumed it was an anime yeah, convention. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the yeah. stuff that I didn't like, I I assume is a Yugi, is a anime convention. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, a, a lot of the repeating. I think in Yu Gi Oh, it is. It might feel more prevalent, but I was thinking about giving you Dragon Ball Z before this. But even then, I felt that was going to be a horrible conversation. Is that the same idea? No, it, but in terms of uh, the pacing of a show, in terms of fight battles, people could be standing opposite each other, just powering up, talking down to each other about how I'm going to defeat you. Right. Um, and then the next episode, they'll fight, and then they'll be on the win, and then the next episode, they'll keep fighting. 
And then, yeah. But then trying to find any other characters that were interesting that wasn't actually really um, embodying the show wasn't working for me at all. Sure. Um, but, yeah, this kind of... And I'm not... Sh- it is... It's pretty much the same because I've listened to, you know, subtitled versions of the show that are in the original Japanese translation um, and then in the English dub where they do simplify some things um, and you would even see from the subtitles that they won't actually match up in terms of the translations. So I did find it quite interesting um, to sometimes see that when I've watched anime in Japanese, it's not as, I'll tell you the same thing that I told you like 20 seconds ago. And now I'll tell you the same thing that I think he's thinking right now. Um, yes, there is a lot of that. But then while I was watching that, I was like, this might be annoying, but at least Jane won't be lost. I wasn't lost. I was just bored. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't understand why it doesn't give its audience more credit. I mean, why does it feel the need to explain not only the game elements, but every single thought they're happening, every single thought, like not only do we hear the thought that they're having like in voiceover, but then we also get like somebody from the sidelines, like commenting it. And then we get the voiceover of the other person commenting on what they think they're thinking. (laughs) And I'm just like, I just, I'm just curious from like a, a writing standpoint, like why it is that way. And I don't know if it is like, is that a holdover from the Japanese manga. language? No, I th- or is think it... it might be a comic book thing. Um, because in comic books, you know, you've got your thought uh, boxes and you've got your speech bubbles mm. and then you've got, you know, um, your other ways of exclaiming um, noises that are always fun in, in, in Japanese um, mm. anime. You know, <gasps> I love those. Um, and so I guess with that, it's kind of like they not doing necessarily a direct translation, but they might be directing, doing it very closely to direct and doing like all these thought patterns and panels and speeches. Mm. But it does seem awfully repetitive, doesn't it? it? And I think it doesn't help. So the the episode that I started watching at first when I was watching entirely the wrong season, um, (laughs) which was just Yu-Gi-Oh! I haven't even seen that. Now I've seen more of it than you have. (laughs) Um, So that was basically, that started off with a, a... a big tournament like it wasn't two people it was like five people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um all playing and then and what i was commenting on was them sitting there doing their strategy but like we went around the circle and we heard all of their different strategies and recapping what they'd done so far and blah 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 yeah um and that's when i was really like what is this nonsense this is so boring because nothing was happening we just went around the circle and heard all of their thoughts yeah i think the recap for the episode i gave you is like three minutes even just uh, explaining what happened in the previous episode you probably watched which i'd seen yeah Yeah, which i was like don't tell me what just happened (laughs) to make sure you know all the steps of how the card game has progressed but like why who gives a shit how the card game progressed like isn't it more interesting to know what you've just what you're watching now than what came before well it's uh, like recaps uh were part of you know morning show culture in terms of making sure that people knew what happened on the previous episode if you just came into it on this episode But but if you just came into it on this episode it wouldn't make any sense anyway yeah i mean there's just so I just have so many questions. Um, so, is the purpose of this show to teach kids how to play the game? No, because it sure as heck seems like it. <laughs> because uh, the game actually plays slightly differently than how it is in the series. Tell me the differences. Uh, well, it, it depends on different... You can play a version of the game where it is exactly the same uh, in terms of, I think you play three cards on each um, turn. 
Yeah. And then you have the option to either play uh, a card face down, uh -huh. which means you don't activate it now, but it could be a trap card that the other opponent can't see, and so then they would attack, and then you would reveal what's. So you always have the option to play a card up to three cards, or is it always? Three cards. It's it's. I think it's up to three cards. Right. Because you don't want to just, play just two, one. Sometimes they yeah, played one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know you've got your attack points and you've got your defense points or your HP, your health points. Um, and so if your attack points are higher than the enemy's health points, you can kill them. But then you also need to have the attack points not be too high in terms of lowering your points. And then you have your own life force points that you take every time your monsters take hit. And if your monster isn't even there, they can attack you directly, um, which would I mean you would lose all of your points. Right. And when you lose your points, you lose the game. Yes. Right. The only thing is that um, the point system um, is isn't as much what you do in playing the card game. It's more until you're out of hands that you're drawn because you have your own decks. Yeah. Uh, and then you only draw so many cards when you start a game. So you don't have all of your amazing cards. It's completely random which cards you get. Yeah. And so you can only play the cards that you have in your hands. And that we hope that you draw the ones from your deck that you'll be actually getting Yeah, them. yeah. So it's should be just like the other person to shuffle your deck, right, and put it down. Well, it shuffles every time they start. They have these weird arm-like wristband thingies that they get, play their um, cards on. Yeah. Oh, no, they don't. No, they don't. Not in this rendition. No. They're playing them on the table. But also you. Like when you play... <laughs> When you play, you play on a table and you play until you've run out of cards. Yeah, but like I'm just assuming that you can't set the own set your own order of cards to know what cards go. Oh no, no, right? no, yeah. I guess like you would just either trust each other or else to shuffle your cards to watch each other do it or just whatever. Uh, have each other do it. Um, but there's also came the actual uh, gadget device similar to the arm thing that I'm not sure was in this episode but might be in other seasons. I think it was definitely on Kaiba and Mai. The only the only arm thing I saw was the thing that had the oh, stars, the stars on it. No, that was in season two. But I mean, maybe I just didn't pay attention. Um, where kids could actually play it, uh, play Yu-Gi-Oh with a point system more like actually the game show. The, right. the video, the anime series. Right. Um, okay, so... That's a whole lot of boring rules. No, it, it's fine. I'm just, like, I was just curious. Because they say, I thought the point of the whole, like, let's talk about every strategy and every kind of way of playing Oh, was... that you got when you were originally watching the wrong series. No, even this one. Oh, like, yeah. when, whenever, you know, you sat there and you listened to Tay go, like, well, I could play this card with this, but maybe I could do that instead. I assumed that was, like... To try and get kids to... To try and get kids to play the game. It was... Probably it was... does that as well. Um, but the thing is that, like, you know, it, it ultimately builds buzz and notice and attention towards people buying the cards in the first place. This yeah. isn't an instructional show of how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Right. I thought it was an instructional show, uh, badly, badly disguised <laughs> as an action show. <laughs> okay, so that's, so, it's, so that's not the point of it. No, and in the first few episodes, they explain the rules more clearly. Um, but, you know... I've been you, out of, but the thing is, you don't... Need, need to know the rules. This is what this is what annoyed me. Yes. Is that like the show Yes, I get the point of it is to sell the cards. The cards. But it doesn't need to give me that much detail about the strategy and stuff. For me to want to see it. For the me cards to want to cool. see it. Because the the point this is may just be an essential difference between what I think television is about. Um but like it should be as a as a tool to sell the to further the drama of the ongoing plot line mm. instead of being about these individual tournaments that like barely make sense anyway even if you know the game there is actually a whole through line um there is but I, that's what i mean like <laughs> you there, didn't know where, where there like, is they took a too serialized, much time getting there well 
it just that wasn't that didn't seem to be the point of the episode. Mm. Wasn't to like let's play this game to further the plot line. It's like let's spend three episodes playing this game because that's the most interesting part, and that's not the most interesting part. That's true. I always found the more interesting parts to be. Um, again, this is where I tried to find episodes that you would maybe resonate with in、mm. terms of Kaiba's motivations with his little brother、yeah. and my actually versing Taya. This is actually the first time that Taya plays、mm-hmm. um, Dual Monsters. She has a really crappy deck, so she's not just playing bad cards. She doesn't really have many good、oh, cards、I、to was, begin with. Oh, I was—I'm sure that was the case.、Um, and so I was hoping that you would get maybe something more in terms of the motivation for their characters because. When you have like the first episode where you really fight a particular character, you kind of get their whole backstory in, in these yeah, kind yeah. of nice comic panel animations,、um, where you would learn about Mai and where you would learn about Kaiba in terms of in the orphanage with his younger brother. And so seeing the motivation and you know sometimes the vulnerability of the other characters of why Teo was there, that's why I was hoping that maybe you would get a little bit something more from it. Whereas if I thought if I was choosing the episodes about the Egyptian mythology, the spirit inside Yugi, the weird shit that's going on, and the entire plotline that had a massive twist that even I didn't see coming、mm. um, at the end of the second season into the final season.、Um, I wasn't sure if you would care. <laughs> I mean, I, I I could see why you picked the episodes for yeah, me. Like yeah. when I watched episode twenty five, especially, I was like, I see what he's done here, <laughs> and I think you probably made the best choice you possibly could.、Um, but at the and and we could talk a bit more about those kind of longer running plot arcs and story arcs because I don't think that they are. Um, irrelevant. They're just not relevant to the episodes that you watched. Well, they're not. They're. I'm sure they're as relevant as they ever get. But the show as a whole just seems to be not interested in that as much as it is about these the card games, the, this card battle. Yeah, and that、right. was why I was like, well, that must be because the purpose is to sell the cards. But the purpose is not, or to, to, to teach kids, yeah, to teach kids、It's、how to play the game. To sell the cards. But if the point is not to teach kids how to play the game, then why do we need to sit there and learn about all of their strategies?、Mm. Like. It's just not that interesting. I think it probably has an element of that to it. I just didn't view it as that probably because I was watching it when I was older, when I yeah, had already、maybe. played other card games. Yeah. I, I mean, you know,、uh, creators of, of animation studios don't often come forth and say we did this so people would play it because it's a no, super no, complicated but I mean, game. But... but I don't know. Yeah, it was just hard for me to sit there and go like, why is this battle going? Like what? Do you find the battles interesting? I do. I do. I actually do.、Um, one of the reasons why I, I really enjoy the battles is because I would constantly get surprised and reminded of rules that I'd actually forgotten, and then I'm like, are they just making up rules, or、uh, is this how you're meant to play the game? But the thing that I enjoyed more interestingly was probably seeing how the monsters would evolve and other stuff like that. Because this is probably going back to why I didn't like Pokemon in the first place. With Pokemon, you're stuck with certain stages of、uh, Pokemon in their earlier, younger stages of levels before they evolve and power up and become bigger and, and better at fighting and stuff. And then that takes seasons, ages for sometimes that sort of thing to happen. Uh, and so much experience you got to build, and then in Yu-Gi-Oh, that kind of stuff can happen with just a play of the card. Some like harpy lady can turn into an armored harpied lady, and then have a rose whip thorn, and it would just be like fun and surprising to see it happen right then and there.、Um, and then, oh my gosh, I actually liked the action figures more than the card game of this. There are like several characters in the opening titles where I'm just like, oh, there you are, there you are. I remember begging my mum to give me just two dollars、mm. a few weeks in a row so I could pay up for you. You're eighteen ninety nine at Target Country. <laughs> okay. Yeah.、Um, so I guess if you're like into the whole thing, it's it's kind like of entertaining.、Experience. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a, another kind of show, but because I I played the game、uh, and I've 
recently started getting into other versions of, of tabletop card games, when I started going back into it, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, there's actually a bit more thought in behind here than I originally when I was watching it just because of the cool Egyptian, like, um, flashback stuff. And I was always waiting for the next Egyptian episodes. And there's only probably about, like, three per season. Mm-hmm. So that's why I didn't pick those either because it's, while it's probably my favourites, most of the show is the card games and the tournaments and the embodiment of friendship that this group shares. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just found the card game so boring. I just found the battles. And like, and I don't think it's because it's like... It's just spoon-fed. I, I think I don't like... Not that it is a battle, like a fight sequence, which we all know I don't like. Yeah. But it serves the same... I don't like it for the same reasons that I don't like fight scenes, which is that they're not used to forward the plot. Ah. They're not used to actually contribute... A great deal, like some of it is, the end of the battle is, but you have to go through this whole useless process to get there. And I'm like, and again, me being like efficiency of storytelling, you do the thing that gets you to the next plot point in the most interesting way. And I'm like sitting here watching this three episode battle. And the fact that I watched episode 23 works against me in this situation Definitely. because I watched a whole useless episode. Where it was and just I know like that that wasn't between... what you gave me, but it gave me a better understanding of, of what the show. this show is, yeah, which is true. long, drawn out, really boring episodes of just playing a game that doesn't actually contribute to anything until the very end of it. And the end of it did have something interesting happen. Yeah, I mean, like, like, the fact that Yugi's, like, being like, I can't kill someone, and fully not understanding the spirit, the the, the Yugi, the Yami spirit inside of him. Mm. Uh, That's why I didn't tell you who the other guy was, because he's not really part of their friend group, becomes the season two villain, because he's got an artifact, and the other spirit lives inside him. I didn't care, I was just like, uh, why is there somebody watching from the top giving more commentary on what's happening. Oh. I don't need more commentary. Oh no, that's Bandit. That's uh, Joey. Uh, no, Tristan, the the j- strong-accented Jersey friends nemesis. Uh-huh. Um, the other one I was talking about was the white-haired guy with the necklace. Oh, he's the one that said the, the funny line. Sp- oh, what the... Whatever line I quoted in my <laughs> recap, where he just said, like, that was, in- like, how inspiring or whatever he more said. More than I could imagine. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Whatever I said in a weird accent. Anyway, so so it's the same reason that I don't like fight sequences. Yeah, understandable. Uh, because um, um, action that doesn't contribute to the plot or, or to character development or to thematic resonance is very uninteresting to me. Mm. So that's why I tune out in fight sequences because, yes, again, at the end they usually do contribute to the plot, but I have to go through this whole rigmarole to get there and I'm just not interested. Yeah. This does the same thing. There are little elements of plot and character kind of trickled through. In terms of how they play, their strategies that speak to the type of character they are. Sure, but even those things are so overtly discussed (laughs) that I can't even sit there and make my own... Um, I can't think. like there's Because no, it's telling you how to think. It's telling me how to think. There's no opportunity for me to develop my own opinions and or, kind of go like, oh, I get it. He's playing the, the game this way. How interesting. And yeah. like actually engage with the narrative. It's just being like thrown at me. And I was just like, and that's why I fell asleep. Yeah. I mean, that's not why I fell asleep. <laughs> but you know. Part of the reason why you fell asleep. So so those are th- that's why inherently this show is just so far for being from me, for me. Um, but I'm happy to talk about the kind of thematic um, resonance of the bits that had 
a little bit of interest. Uh, just before we go into that, I'll probably just uh, mention the fact that I forgot the reason why you didn't like fight scenes. Ah. Uh, and so while probably the first time a character is introduced, like the first fight you see Saito Kaiba or um, Joey, uh, sorry, Tristan, or um, my face or the bug boy, um, uh, if anyone's seen the show, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, you see, you get that, that little flashback and more of the episode is about how they play their card, their particular card that they're known for, like the harpy mm. lady for um, Mai or the blue-eyed dragon for Kaiba. And it's much more ingrained in terms of who they are and how they're going to play and less about the turn, 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 turn. As they progress in the tournament, they're going to match up with other people and they're not going to do play the same things every single time. So they get more complicated in terms of their tricks. And then I guess to a kind of overcorrect, it seems like they're over-explaining to just make sure everyone's yeah. along the step of the ride. Yeah, whereas in fact, like, I didn't need... I mean, it was more... I think it was actually more prevalent when we were watching my play Taya because, again, like... This isn't obviously a big battle that's going to determine the fate of the whole show, yeah. like the Kaiba Wat battle was. Um, but I wanted to just kind of be able to understand who these characters were based on the way that they were playing, rather than the constant, like, Mai gave so much commentary, and I was like, I want to be really interested in Mai, because she seems like she's just, like, no-nonsense. Mm. But th she spent the whole time monologuing, and I was like... No, that seems like it's the opposite of what your character should do. Oh, so when yeah. you have everybody... Everybody monologues. Everybody monologues. Um, and it doesn't really allow for any like strong distinctions between characters when everybody kind of has the same vocal patterns, everybody has the same dialogue sentence and sentence structure, and everyone's doing the same thing. There's no mystery in there. There's no trying to figure anything out. There's no... I mean, for the bigger battles, um, like the ones where, you know, someone fights Pegasus or the first time Yugi fights Kaiba, that's where they don't tell you everything. Um, like you only see generally the protagonist side and when, you know, certain cards place face down, you don't get the monologue of what they're actually going to do. You just get an evil look on their face. You just do that all the time. Um, but yeah, I guess to try and build tension for the battles that are more important, they chose to do that. Whereas the battles that aren't as important to make sure that people, I'm, I'm trying to assume what, what they're trying to do. Yeah. Here. I mean, but I mean, it's, it's not about trying to figure out what they were trying to do. It's, it's what about, they're doing. It's what they did. It's what yeah. is effective as a storytelling method. Um, death of the author and all that. So, you know, it's just kind of interesting to me that that I just can't work out why they would do it this way. This is actually very common of all anime, though. I'm sure it is, and this is why I don't watch anime. <laughs> um, like, you have filler episodes sometimes where it will either be, you know, a kind of bit of backstory or, some other, or seeing two characters interact who haven't interacted before, for mm -hmm. example, Mai and Taya. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, uh, or you'll have an episode which is just literally the two people that you've been waiting to fight for, like, 20 episodes, and they're just standing on either side talking at each other, mm -hmm. not really making any moves. Um, but more of the show is the stuff that people really get interested and excited about. And I'm not sure if the week-to-week -week having to wait and build the suspense worked as a kid, but it seemed to work I as a kid. I just don't, like, but I just don't, like, did it not frustrate you oh, as a yes. kid? So much. I would get to, really annoyed. Like, sit, like, you waited all week and then but, you and sat down. And then I still, and... almost still had another battle to go. Yeah. It was frustrating, but I was so invested. Mm. I did, I like, I was annoyed at the show. I was like, come on. Like, I would be frustrated, mm. but I still wanted to know what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and, and steer it away from this very obviously stuff that I hated and try and talk about the more interesting elements. Um, so I think, I think 
the ideas behind Kaiba's character yeah. are strong. Um, the idea that he's not doing this uh, out of spite or money or, money or yeah. anything like that. Like, he does genuinely have a very good, you know, intention behind trying to beat Yugi in this battle and steal all of his stars or whatever. And and then the, the lengths that he went to... I thought were really interesting. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the point where people started developing a real big fan base for Kaiba. Kaiba became the most uh, popular heartthrob of the Yu-Gi-Oh anime show, mm. um, to the point that people still have like their Twitter account profiles of like them with a cartoon of uh, Sato Kaiba mm. um, next to them. He, this is the moment where fans started really rooting for Sato Kaiba. I don't know that I root for him, <laughs> but I think he's interesting. Yeah, I think the idea that he would. I think the idea that he would take such a risky move mm. of, you know, walking and standing on the edge of the wall to to be like, if you want to win this, you basically have to be willing to kill me and I'm willing to take that risk because if I don't, then my brother's going to live in the shadow realm forever <clears throat> or whatever. Um, then, you know, I think that's quite interesting and it shows a level of kind of, strength of will mm. that kind of makes you respect the character yeah. a fair bit. Yeah. Even though what he's doing is obviously working in direct opposition, opposition to our protagonist. Mm. Um, I, I do, I can see how that would build a lot of interest and respect in that character. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And so he goes on to fight Pegasus and things do not go his way. Uh, but that's where it seems to get more interesting. And what is, uh, surprising though when I was reading into the production history is the fact that uh, both Mai and uh, Kaiba weren't as big in the follow-up manga series uh, in the follow-up seasons and volumes and things like that but because of the fan outcry of how much people liked Mai or people liked Kaiba mm -hmm. that they became more prevalent roles in the forthcoming series mm -hmm. um, and so I, I I didn't I think I honestly just like Kaiba because of his cape like that flowing animation of when he's walking out the castle door no I really love that. No. I was feeling for that. I, uh, as you know, I'm not a very visual person. So to be honest, I don't have, I didn't think very strongly about how anything looked. Yeah. Yeah. Can't even really remember what Kaiba looked like. It's a shame. I remember that Yugi has weird hair. Yugi has weird hair. Yeah. And sometimes the blonde bits went up when he was inhabited by the spirit. And yes. sometimes they went down. Yes. You can tell by the uh, angles of his eyes that kind of look like Dragon Ball Z characters when the um, Pharaoh is in control and they kind of spiked back, almost Super Saiyan-y. Also, he was taller. Yes. <laughs> I don't understand. That's obviously, I guess, for us. Um, but how do other people not realise that he has grown in height? I think it might just be like a visual Wait, aid for us. Wait, do people not know that he's inhabited by a Pharaoh? Didn't you? Look, when I was re-watching these episodes, I was like, do they not realise this until now? I think it's something that Yugi doesn't fully understand. I think it's something yeah. that his grandfather had more knowledge about. And when his grandfather went missing, he unlocked the Millennium Puzzle, which released the spirit that was inside the thing around his neck. I mean, he wasn't talking to anybody, so I wasn't sure if it was just like they they weren't talking about the pharaoh spirit person because he they didn't know that that's what he was fighting with in that moment Be or because they didn't know about him at all. Because... Um, at this point, they don't know about him at all. Right. Um, the guy with the white hair and the necklace, uh, who I didn't give you the name of, because I can't remember his name, 
um, actually said, maybe Yugi is actually inhabited by a spirit like me. Yeah, at that's the end right. Of the he did say that. And you also had the really dramatic run from Taya being like, Yugi, no, no, Yugi, no. When he was when he was inhabited by oh, Yami, yeah. who was going to do this, and she's like, "This is not Yugi. This is not what Yugi would do." Yeah, I remember um, that vaguely. So, um, <laughs> again, I'm asleep, falling asleep. <laughs> um, so people do not realize that uh, visual change that the animes have done for us. So we clearly know the distinction between the two characters. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So and that's why uh, Yugi doesn't sound like uh, a JTT. Um, I mean, even his even his Yugi voice, which I heard when he's got the bigger eyes. Well, I mean, in the in the second well, third episode um, that I watched in episode twenty five. You know, when we did hear him speak, I noticed it was different, but it still wasn't what I expected. Yeah, it yeah. still was was more manly than what I expected from Yugi, especially since Yugi is really short. Yeah, I think he's like twelve or fourteen. Like he was shorter than all his friends. Yeah, yeah, he's quite. He's younger than all the other friends. Yeah, yeah. So I just expected him to be like a lot younger. Um, so you know that that point kind of became moot when I heard his real voice, but still, he sounded weird. Yeah. So I think that. What they what they were kind of doing with Kaiba and what they were kind of doing with Yugi, kind of uh, having this internal battle. Mm. I mean, I guess the whole thing is about internal battles, yeah, right? Yeah. Like both Kaiba and Yugi were having internal battles at the same time, very like ham-fistedly depicted through like the the visualization, yeah, the, the weird vision, yeah, like they all went into visions of things. Why did Kaiba go into a vision of his brother? Because he was losing, and he's so he's like a champion. He he's yeah, he's yeah. the champion of this card game, and he's not used to losing. He's like never lost, but also because of everything that's riding on it. There's a it, it's very common in anime for when you to reach a point of utter despair, similar to what happened for Yugi for the entire next episode. Mm. You go into a trance-like state, your eyes glaze over, yeah. and you have some sort of vision of your worst fear coming yeah. true before your eyes. It's, yeah. it's very common in anime. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Again, it's just unnecessary. I think visually it was interesting and exciting. But you're not as much of a visual person, I guess. I mean, like, the, the fact that he used a dead monster to start rotting it from the inside by fusing, like, that is cool. At least I thought that was really cool. No, I, I cared not. Okay. I cared not about it. Because even when he said what he was doing, I didn't expect that was what was going to happen. I, that was part of the time when I was falling asleep. Okay, fair. So I didn't, I kind of was drifting in and out and was like, monster, rotting, okay. And write that note down. I had to completely rewrite my notes this morning because that made no sense because I was drifting off to sleep. Um, yeah, so... A lot of internal struggles, yes. A lot of internal struggles, which theoretically should be really interesting. For you, yes. For me. But like, I guess... The internal struggle is probably about six minutes of the episode. Yeah. And the rest, the remaining 20 minutes are about the, the card game. The card game. So it's just, it's hard to hold on to those And things. the friends saying, you can do it, Yugi. Exactly. And it's the same in the last episode with, with Taya and Mai. It's like, I, lo- I, I love the idea of Mai. She's so fun. But, but you know, all the monologuing. And same for Taya. Like, she should... She should totally be my character. She's like the sweet, lovely one who's just giving it her best. She's like, I'm crying right now, but this is I mean, strength. Oh, the, too, it was too much. The, trying, the crying was a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I should have liked both of those characters a lot. And I like what they both stand for. Um, I like the idea, again, behind Taya finding strength in what's um, 
in what she considers to be the strength of their group, which mm. is their friendship and their teamwork and all that kind of their stuff. Their different attributes. Um, their but different you just attributes. don't like the execution at all. I just hate the execution. <laughs> it's just so overt and obvious. And I know we're going to talk about overt and obvious stuff next week with the TV show that I've done as well. But there's just something about this that's so much. Yeah, look, this one definitely does it more than yours. Um, like, when I was re-watching them, I was like... Do they really say what they're doing this much? I didn't realize. I didn't notice it as much when it's I was a kid. Just so but much. I would have been probably like. It's like nine, watching a fucking opera. Eight or nine. Yeah, I like the dramatic nature of it, but how much they they say it more than once. Yeah, just, oh, they do that in opera as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, I still have opera seen is opera. so repetitive. You just sit, they sit there and like sing the same line again and again and again and then, like, I know talk about of, what they're doing. It's a lot of exposition, but I didn't realize it would be a lot of repetition. It's very repetitive. Okay. Um, I love opera. What are you talking about? Um, it, it it kind of it has that feel of something that's really old school and needs to be you know needs to spoon feed. Needs to be updated. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. I don't I don't know if updating is the word, but it just needs to be less obvious. I, I, like, does it does it think that children are idiots? I don't know. I think it's just trying to to cover such a, a really broad range. So kids who are like five years old would be able to probably five years old is too young probably for this. Show. I mean, they'd probably be you know color and light. <laughs> no, I, I could see five year olds watching it and not understanding. Like, but I could see year one is actually probably getting into it because I stopped playing Pokemon when I was in the year strategy, two. So why bother? Like but you're you do in... when you start playing card game and you lose against someone. You've never played card games like this, though. I so you played I solitaire. Uh, sure, on my phone. <laughs> on your phone, not even with actual cards. Maybe once. I did it with my pop every Sunday. Solitaire is a game you play on your own. Yeah, but we played it with each other. How? We would like sit next to each other and draw the same cards and figure out because. And where they could go, and he'd look out and right. point, and I get to put them where the aces were. I've never been a huge card game player. In fact, I played Exploding Kittens over Christmas. Oh I... yeah, I've heard, I've heard of that. I've never actually played it, but I've seen other people play it. I feel like it's a like a greatly simplified version of this kind of game, where you've got like you've got whatever hands you've got, and you've got to play certain cards together or or whatever to kind of counteract what other people are mm, doing mm, but mm. it's totally different because it's not like as complicated yes. it's much much more simplified but even playing that like the first couple rounds we were doing um i kept being like i understand the concepts behind this game but i don't understand the why of like why am i doing this? why am i doing this it's meant to be fun yeah it was just like the, the problem that I had with that game is that you can't actually play with that much strategy. It's, it's a lot of random It's chance. a lot because you're all picking from the same deck. Mm. So it's just a case of like, the more you play it, the more you can get a little bit of strategy. But, but just, who's got the good cards? It's just luck. It's just if you pick up a, a bomb and you don't have a diffuser, then you're dead. Like it's just a simple, like your game right, can yeah. be over as quickly as that. So it's kind of like, I was kind of like, so I can't even strategize that much because all it takes is just a little bit of bad luck and you're out. Mm, mm. So I was kind of like, why? It's, it's just not my kind of game. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, it's not, I'm, my point was six year old, like you're either too young to care about the strategy. You really want to care about the story or like, just or the you're old enough to understand the strategy and you don't need to be spoon fed. I don't know that there's like a time in between where you need to be spoon fed this much because you both care about the strategy and 
like yeah but i think by trying to reach both ranges uh like extreme ranges of the spectrum that they did too much they just did way too much i think they did way too much and yet not enough you know (laughs) well they did too much of one and not enough of the other yeah. Well, the main show is is unfortunately too much of the card game, not enough of the actual um, emotions behind the characters yeah. and internal struggles. And when it is about the characters and emotional struggles, it's so ham fisted that I that there's nothing there. Like it doesn't emotionally it's resonate. So really. over explained. Yeah. 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 This was a tough watch. <laughs> You know how I normally make myself watch everything twice? Yeah, you couldn't? I could not. Oh, definitely after the experience you had with the first ones, but probably even if that was the case, you wouldn't have watched it Even if that was the case, like, I just wanted to stab someone. (laughs) Wow. Like, yeah. Not looking good on the doll's eyes front, are we? No. Yeah, look, uh, I'm struggling to remember what our rating system was. Uh, It's it's, for this season. We wanted to do something different. We We talked about it a while ago when we recorded. Yeah, it's been a huge gap between recording sessions. So um, I think we decided we were going to do doll's eyes. Uh, but just called those eyes with the same rating system. But we were going to allow halves. Yes, because it's a lot harder for us to kind of um, figure out where this kind of thing lands depending on its audience, target audience. Totally, totally. This one's not hard. I give this absolutely zero eyes. Absolutely zero. Absolutely zero. Not even a half. Mm-mm. Wow. No. Yeah. Not even a half eye. I would actively switch this off and throw the remote on the other side of the room if this came on. Yeah. Um, and I... if my children try to watch it whenever I have children, I will not let them. You definitely wouldn't let them spend their pocket money on Yu-Gi-Oh cards? Absolutely not. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, my parents didn't either. Uh, you know what, the, the card's fine. Like, if if they want to play the game, because the game seems like it actually would involve some strategy. And, and, and probably, thought and actually, and like, creative But this thinking. is, like, the most spoon-fed, emotionally unintelligent. <laughs> so you think I'm getting dumber by watching this? Um, if you were still watching it, at, like... Frequently now, yes. Are you still watching it frequently now? Not frequently. But occasionally. Um, every once in a while, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, there was a movie. I was like, oh, I forgot that Yu-Gi-Oh! GX happened. I wonder what it's like in space. Oh, there's a, high book, a hologram of Kaiba. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, not really too much because it is it is a lot of exposition. And if I'm not connected to the characters, I don't really care as much. But I didn't actually realize, spoiler alert for something that happened in 2003, um... The spirit inside Yugi actually turns out to be the big bad, Yami, the pharaoh. Right. He is actually trying to, like, siphon off Yugi's soul um, to basically resurrect himself and uh, bring dual monsters, the actual monsters, uh, back in a reckoning that would destroy the entire planet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I actually kind of really want to watch that because I loved the back and forth between Yugi and Yami and them forcing each other because they're very different types of people, figuring out how to work with each other as they get up to the Pegasus battle and then, like, you know, learning more about his backstory and the Pharaoh's history in the second season when he faces off against another person with a spirit inside of him that goes absolutely apeshit, their friend with the white hair and the necklace. And then that uh, he ends up becoming the major villain. I didn't know that because by the time that happened on the TV show, I think I was probably, like reaching year six yeah my point is it shouldn't take five years to get to something like that (laughs) yeah but it did but it did um but yeah so but one of the main reasons why i really enjoyed the show is because it's i honestly like the designs of the monsters and how the designs would shift and change with extra Mm -hmm. cards added onto them but i i really liked uh some of the egyptian mythology behind it but even though I did get annoyed about hearing it all the time, I did appreciate that friendship was a very strong element of the show. 
Um, and that's some of the reasons why I picked the episode, to try and show you that Taya has worth too. She's not just the girl sitting on the sidelines in the background. I think one one interesting thing about the idea of friendship is that they just talked about the friendship. Like, it was just Taya sitting there going, like, our friendship is really important and interesting, but there was no... I didn't see any of the friendship. Other like, and and I get the Taya's decision to step into battle on behalf of Yugi is kind of about that. Oh, and, and in the previous episode, her like stopping Yugi from making a terrible mistake. Yeah, but that doesn't. That's just somebody stopping someone from making a terrible like. Yeah, but you hope a friend would stop you from making a terrible I know, mistake, I know, not I know, a stranger. I know, I know, but like that wasn't about the friendship. That was about Yugi's decision. Yeah, true. Um, and so I think that it's interesting to have an episode that's all about friendship and there being no real depiction of that friendship the characters didn't really interact with each other i didn't see them working together to solve the problem because that's not the point of the show but that is the point of this episode yeah like there'll be other filler episodes where it'll just be like them in a mall having ice cream playing video games talking about cards about mm. maybe something else they could do or oh i got this card and then we maybe could do that oh hey tay you know how you like these fairy cards mm. um and but yeah they even though they have enough time if they weren't saying the same thing three times over multiple times in a scene mm. um they could actually put those elements together in one episode potentially i think it's interesting that in a show that the whole point is friendship that they can't battle as a group yeah and that's actually not use their strengths together to defeat an enemy yeah it's always going to be an individual the one -on -one. battle yeah i think that that kind of defeats the purpose of it of it being a friendship being the main focus. theme of the show yeah uh, that's something that I think happens in later iterations of the show, like Yu-Gi-Oh! GX and other stuff like that. I'm, sure. I'm not sure. I haven't seen the Outer Space ones too much. But, um, yeah. I mean, but I also honestly just love the Egyptian mythology shit that they end up throwing into there in the second Is season. Is it real Egyptian mythology shit? No. It's like made-up Egyptian mythology shit. But right. it's fun. It's cool. It's basically like um, if there was like a Hellmouth uh, uh -huh. in a pyramid. Uh -huh. uh, and then so the, like, this point of ancient egypt was like uh, a breeding ground of these vicious monsters that were from a demonic shadow realm that were you know threatened life on earth and uh, the the most famous uh, uh leaders of uh, countries would have these monsters and win wars and things like that so the kind of alternate history stuff uh, I, I enjoyed even though it didn't actually have show the impact of the effect that it had on modern civilization or anything else like that i just thought it looked cool as a kid mm -hmm. and i enjoyed like you know the relics and the look of the egyptian mythology crap that's not very um, I, uh, deep, but it's why I liked the show as a child. I, I respect your opinion on why you like things as a child. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention that I am rating that. I am giving that rating even knowing that it is a kids, a kids show. show. I think in the in the scale of kids shows, I still put this at the bottom. You think the kids shows can be doing much better than this? Absolutely, especially considering the target age. I think anything for age five and above needs to be smarter than this. Really? Yes, it's so dumb. Oh, it's not that dumb. It's dumb. Oh. I was watching Buffy at age seven. Like That's too young. Kids can take intelligent storytelling at any age. This is I'm never gonna stop making that point. It's too young for uh, the horror elements. I grant you that. <laughs> but it's not too young for the thematic resonance. Oh no, 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 yeah, no, I agree that's, with you. That's my point. I think we probably clever dialogue and and intelligent storytelling shouldn't just be for adults. It should be for children too. I think what we're probably going to find as a recurring theme of this th series is that this season in particular of Made You Look is that I watched a lot more dumber cartoon TV as a kid 
probably because uh, my brother was pushing more complex movies on me. Uh-huh. And so while I would sometimes be watching our MA, MA15 movies in my brother's room while like we've got cushions under the door so my parents can't hear, um, I would use cartoons and morning shows as my reprieve, as my light and fluffy, my happy-go-lucky right. stuff to stop right. me from having nightmares. Okay. Well, maybe that's maybe it's the opposite because I didn't watch a lot of movies and the movies that we did watch would be we would get up on a Saturday morning and watch the same movies over and over and over again. Really? Yeah, we would watch Baby's Day Out and <laughs> that... Now and Then and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Casper and... Casper and Baby's Day Out are some pretty good ones, though. I love Baby's Day Out. I mean, I haven't seen it again as a doll. I'm sure it does not hold up. <laughs> but, you know, uh, just like dumb nostalgic shit like that mm. was what I watched growing up movies-wise. And then there was that one time I tried to watch Scream. Oh, yeah, Which yeah. broke my horror brain for, oh. like, 20 years. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, I, I just I just think that it is so dumb, mm, this mm. show. Look, I'm sorry. Fine. I'm sorry. Fine. I mean, like, I... This I, is dumber than Spider-Man Unlimited. I feel better about that, actually. That makes me feel better. That yeah. makes me feel better. Because that was a big problem about Spider-Man Unlimited is how spoon-fed it was. Yeah. And this is this is three times that. This is three times dumber than Spider-Man Unlimited. It's... I'm not sure if dumber is the word. Why? I mean, thinking the audience is dumber, yes. I don't think those are the same things necessarily. I think that one feeds into the other. Yeah, it does. I think that by assuming your audience is dumb, you are creating a dumb show. You're trying, you're worried of it being too complicated, that, but that dumb doesn't necessarily mean of low intellect. It's, you mean also just dumb. I mean, it's silly. <laughs> yes. I mean, it, it's... It is silly. It's a card, yeah. No, yeah. but it's silly in the way that it delivers. Yes, even it is. It's, even its most complex themes are delivered oversimplistically. Yeah. And that makes it dumb. I don't I'm think... sorry, the word dumb is bad <laughs> because there's actually medical, like, historical basis behind the word dumb, meaning somebody who can't speak. So maybe that's a bad word to use. But that I can't think of a word that expresses <laughs> the level of, like, stupidity. Talk, the talking down to. <laughs> the talking down to and oversimplification that gives off the same um, anger I feel toward this show. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Genuine anger. Yeah. Like not fuming, just I, just just I think it I think it was a waste of the time that everybody made that everybody put into making it. Oh. <laughs> Maybe refrain from such hurtful comments in the future. <laughs> That's pretty rough. Big call? Well, it's made millions of dollars. I'm sure it has. <laughs> That that doesn't mean it was necessarily a waste of their time. Look, I'm I'm considering the comment that I just made, and I don't know if it's the best way to say what I want to say. But I just I feel like the time of the people who made this would have been better put it into something else. I'm sure the animators who worked on this show enjoyed their pay cut and went on to do other creative okay. projects. Sorry, allow me to rephrase that a little bit. No, I think we got it. You didn't mean what you fully said. I think I'm sure that the animation is great. I don't care about animation. <laughs> I'm sure that what they did was very good and very visually interesting for somebody who cares about visual storytelling. They did repeat a few loops to save time and cost cuts. Um, but I understand that's that is something that happens in the industry for mm. you know industrial reasons. Yeah, I yeah. don't I don't actually begrudge anybody having to repeat the same mm. frames. Mm. I think that that is perfectly understandable. I just wish 
that the storytelling and dialogue um, was smarter. Smarter. Yeah, it's not. And I and I and I don't understand why a show, why a writer would write something in this way, um, even trying to do something that to a to a younger to audience. a younger audience. I just I'm mad that they didn't give their audience enough credit to understand basic human concepts and strategies. Mm. Um, I think that's what makes me angry. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm angry because um, exactly what I said in my reaction, children are not idiots. And I think that storytelling like this, trying to dumb it down so much for children is, is disrespectful is, yeah. and it doesn't help us and it doesn't help children to develop their own intelligence. Children... Yeah, I probably didn't get smarter watching this show, but I probably got smarter trying to play the game. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. But but make the show interesting so that people might want to watch. If this show had been interesting and I'd seen it as a kid and not as as I keep wanting to use the word dumb as silly as it was and as treating me like an idiot as it was, perhaps I would have also become interested in the game. But this has actively turned me away from ever wanting to think about anything Yu Gi Oh related ever again. Wow. I mean, I never expected you to get into Yu-Gi-Oh! at all. Um, so my hopes and dreams have not been shattered. Uh, but it's just putting a little bit of a negative tint on my childhood. I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> no, sorry. No, no, the thing is, the thing is, it's okay to enjoy things that are silly totally. as well. I, and as I'm, well. Not, I'm not saying this is a, re- is, this is a, a reflection on you. I'm just... I you just, think that TV can do better? I think TV can do yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. But it's okay if people enjoy watching Keeping the, Up with the totally. Kardashians not, or Yu-Gi-Oh. It is not your fault that this show is bad. <laughs> no, it's and not. And it's not your fault that you <laughs> that enjoyed you this it. show. Yeah, yeah. It's this show's fault for not treating you with more respect as that a That would actually maybe benefit me after 25 minutes of engaging with emotional intellect and interesting discussions. Yeah, I'm not saying it should be edutainment i'm saying that (laughs) even even the silliest thing can be written well and can help you develop your brain in a way that makes you an emotionally intelligent adult showcase emotional depth to something you haven't previously experienced totally yeah 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 fair 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 i think there might be probably three instances in the span of probably about the 150 episodes that i watched maybe three to four where i probably got something like that yeah yeah, and I think that that's not good enough. No, it's not. But I didn't. I don't know. I didn't know what else to choose from. No, I just had three fine. three it's, cartoons in the morning. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, we need to move on. <laughs> okay, so what has been in your eye this week, Jane? Um, oh, so many things. It's been such a long time yeah. since we um recorded. So I've got so much to feed off of. Um, I'm going to say what I was uh, reading mm-hmm. just before you arrived, mm-hmm. which is I finally managed to get my hands on a copy of Stephen King's It. Oh. Right. What do you mean, finally? Well, I've been wanting to read it since I saw the movies. But I'm sure that they'll be out in a bunch of bookstores. I don't want to buy a brand new copy. Oh, so you've been looking at, like... Um... I've been trying to find a second-hand copy oh, or trying to get it from cool. my library, which has actually been harder than I expected. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying as much as possible not to buy new things because... Yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah, capitalist yeah, consumerist yeah, yeah, hellscape yeah. in which we all live. Yes. Um, so I was trying to find a second-hand copy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool, cool. You found one. one. Where'd yeah. you find it? Uh, there's actually this excellent little bookshop. They sell second-hand books on Sydney Road. And mm. they're only open weekends and they only take cash. But they actually curate their books. They don't just take any books. They only sell, like, very specifically, like... I mean, I don't think, like, everything that they sell is, like, you know, quite 
highbrow lit, but they but they are very specific in curating what they have so they don't have like lots of different copies of the same book. Yeah, and they generally put them around uh, similar genres and stuff like that as well, don't well, they? Yeah, it's all like there's a there's a route. It's so cool because it's like you go up these like rickety stairs, and there's like. Um, there's a non-fiction room and a fiction room. I think I've been there. It's really it smells like sandalwood. <laughs> um, it's really delightful. My my housemate discovered it and I forgot about it, but mm. I happened to be you know doing a bunch of things in that same area and I walked past and it was actually out the front. Yes, so, and they have a little thing out the front uh, when it's open on the weekends. Yeah, but it's only open for like so many hours on the weekend. It's not even like a full day. I think. I don't think. I think it's open like Saturday, Sunday, like. 10 till 2 or something. Yeah, or like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's, yeah, it's yeah, not open a whole lot. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful bookstore. And, um, and yeah, I got a copy of it for $9. What do you think of it? Uh, I'm not terribly far through it. Yeah. Um, and so I'm still in the section that is pretty much the same as what happens in the movies. I know that toward the end of the book, things mm-hmm. are going to get pretty insane and be quite different. And is the book told, telling both points at the same time or is it separate in two chapters? Uh, no, so it is it is interchanging between the two, but mm-hmm. it does big chunks of right. each one. okay. So um, I'm basically, like it starts with um, kind of like the opening of the first movie and the opening of the second movie come kind of straight after each other. And then it goes into them as adults getting their phone calls. And then it goes into we're just moving into the 1958 stuff. So um, it is interchanging, but not as frequently as I thought it would. Mm. And so far, I really like it. Um, I think that obviously we have to take it with the viewpoint that like it was written by a man in the 80s. Yeah. So like I think that there's a lot of problems with the depiction of women. Yeah. um, Or lack thereof because there's like... It's the classic, like, token girl thing, um, as well as the classic token black guy thing. Mm. So, you know, I think that you you have to acknowledge all of the problems that come with anything written in the 80s. Yeah, and is um, the um, character being gay in the movies something they added, or is that something from the books? Um, It's not something that's overt in the books but it's something that fans may have read into it i believe it i believe it's meant to be in the subtext at some point it's not in the subtext at the moment <laughs> uh, but i'm not very far in yeah, so yeah. um I, I knew that already going in i already knew that it wasn't i, I know he's canon. wildly successful but how is the writing of stephen king it's I really tr- interesting he's like victor hugo for today he it's it's so dense with detail yeah um Everything is like implicitly described. Everything's implicitly described, but also like every character has a big long backstory. Um, everything is so detailed. There's just a lot in there, um, which I think has its place, and I and I'm enjoying it for that. But I know that it has a big impact on the structure of the book because you spend so much time setting all of this stuff up and going into huge detail about all of these characters' backstories and such detail about what they're doing in the there and now. It's very evocative. I think the language he uses is really interesting um, and really, yeah, evocative. But at the same time, I'm like, get to the point, Stephen. Like, I'm 100 pages in and, like, nothing's happened yet. Well, would that also add to be more frustrating with you because you you said before you're not as much of a visual person. Uh, is is it, it setting up the visual imagery being too too much for you that you're you're like come on get to get to the dialogue I want to see the interactions between the characters. It's different. Yeah. When you're reading. Yeah. Um. Because, because they because 
It's not like I'm watching something and I have to be paying attention to different things on my own. It's telling me the information and I get to draw the own pic- my own picture in my head. Mm. So it's it's a diff- very, very different experience. That being said, I've always been somebody who, if there's a lot of prose on two pages and at the end of that page there's dialogue, I have to physically stop myself from skipping forward to that dialogue. Oh, yeah, me too. Me I've too. I've always been that way. Yeah. And, and quite often I will accidentally do it and then I'll get three pages later and I'll like, hang on, I missed something back <laughs> there because I, I skipped forward to the dialogue. Um, because for me, being somebody who grew up with a lot of TV and that's the way I like my storytelling is the storytelling should come through the dialogue or through the action. Um, sometimes it's hard for me to sit there and hear the the plot come out through thought mm. or through description. Mm. Um, if it's descriptive action, it's a bit different. I don't know. It's just hard. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's different. And anytime I get back into a big book like this, I have to kind of change the way that I'm thinking. Um, I'm slowing down. Like I only read a little bit per night. Mm. And that mm. at first is really frustrating. And it takes me a couple of pages to go in and remember that this is a slower experience. Yeah, it's more of a, a, a chill read. It's not turn every page immediately, is it? Oh, I'm guessing it might be no, building to just that. In, just in general, me as a reader, mm. I have to remember to slow down and oh, read. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. No, I know that struggle. Yeah, it's, it's a case of I have to take some deep breaths and go like, you're not going to skip through the dialogue this isn't about getting to the end it's different to when you watch tv it's not as much about efficiency of storytelling it should still be about efficiency of storytelling but it's less so than television because it's also trying to build an experience for you it's trying it's literally trying to draw the draw the world for you and Mm. you have to take a deep breath and allow it to take you down that rabbit hole and then if i only read a chapter a night that's okay and i have to like remember that because I don't read as often as I, as yeah. I used to or as I'd like to. So. I'm super happy if I get to a chapter a night. <laughs> I mean, these are short chapters. But yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just have to like remember that as I'm reading that this isn't all going to come as quickly as I would, um, as I'm used to. Mm. And that doesn't make it good or bad, but mm. I have to relax into that. Cool, 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 cool. But I am trying to read a little bit of it every night. No, Otherwise, that's... I will be here for 12 years. <laughs> that's nice. I mean, I, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was like a... It was about a, a house on a corner or something of a street. It was a Stephen King book that someone had mm. in my family. And I was just like, okay, well, it's Stephen King. I should probably give this a go. I don't like too much mm. detail into it because I prefer my imagination to be able to come Fill up in with... the gaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas me, as not a terribly visual person, person I appreciate the detail. Them giving more extra detail. And then I will constantly be accidentally skipping ahead to the end of an argument when I miss the tension or the look on their face of, of what was building to that moment. Yeah. Uh, so, but no, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, it. It. I have been watching The Witcher. Oh, yeah. Many times. So you re-watched The Witcher? Not in the same order. Uh, the second and third time. You've watched it three times? Yeah. But while I was playing the video game, when I watched it on the second and third time, syncing up with certain side missions that were actually relevant to the previous times that happened to the stories that were similar I to the ones in the books. I thought you said that the like, show was set before the video game or something. Yes, it is. But because there are moments in the side missions... Uh, let me just explain this a little bit. I've been watching The Witcher. Most people would have probably heard about it. Netflix, Henry Cavill, all that jazz, based on a Polish uh, popular book franchise series. Uh, I played the video game, which was called uh, Best Game of the Year, I think, in, like, 2013. 
Uh, it's an incredible fantasy uh, game and story that kind of sets up this world of uh, a, an alternative history of Middle Ages times where there is um, monsters and magic and a central character is a mutated individual who is basically bred to be a monster hunter. And uh, Henry Cavill plays that title character. I very much enjoyed the video game, which is actually set years after the um, book series, which is what the um, TV show on Netflix, the eight series, the eight episode series, is based off. Um, and oh my gosh, it's not it's not perfect or, or amazing by any means, but there are some beautiful action and music and and visualizations of, of uh, tales that I've listened to. Yes, I just listened to them on Audible. I did read them, read them. Um, but my gosh, I really enjoyed watching The Witcher and getting more from it and being um, uh, impressed with the braveness. Braveness? Oh, this show is not brave. I think it was brave to, to have three different timelines going on uh, in, a, in a show. I, that's probably not that... Yeah, I guess. No. But for a fan issue show that's a bit more complicated, I thought it was easy to, to potentially lose fans. But Jane seems to think otherwise and that it was pretty obvious the entire... Well, not the entire way through. It's, I mean, I don't think that you can call a storytelling gimmick brave. Oh, okay, yeah, no. That's what I have problems with. I, I'm yeah, not I using think the right word. It was, it was a use, risk. You can't use... It's not risky. You don't think that's risky? No, why? Because you, I'm I'm falling into the trap of not giving audiences enough credit. Yeah, yeah. it was... I mean, not saying that it was very obvious, but, like, it's not like it made the story hard to follow. Like, once you understood, once it was obvious that there were three timelines, it's not like you had to, like, try and piece shit together. Like, it was pretty clear. No, I don't think it was a complicated show by any means. And I do think that the book and the video game actually have better nuances and detail in them than the TV show does. Mm. Um but I enjoy... So what's brave about it then? Like, why is it risky to I have three different was... timelines if I... it's not hard to follow? I think it is. I think I am falling into the trap of not giving audiences enough credit because I jumping around with time I know is generally okay if you're doing this sort of time travel thing. But maybe I'm a little bit fractured from um, 12 Monkeys. I started getting really confused in that show. I mean, that show is trying to confuse you. Right. Um, whereas this was not. I think, okay, so I know that you didn't mean the word brave, but I do just have to talk a little bit about how not brave this show was. <laughs> how white this show was. Mm. Very white. I'm not saying there weren't any colors of characters of color, but there were not many. And our main characters all had, like, you know, were very white. Um, the amount of female nudity and pure um objectification objectification of women in this show made me so angry and i kept waiting for them to be like maybe they'll balance it out maybe they'll balance it out where's the dick any dicks no dicks no dicks yeah like not like it wasn't evened out it wasn't saying like this is a world where people are naked no this is a world where women are naked and objectified there was no discussion of consent politics at all when that was quite a massive problem like when Yennefer decides that she's going to make the whole town like sleep with each other and they all oh, came out right. of that trance and at no point was anybody like, hey, you just fucking violated my ability to, to decide who I wanted to sleep with because you were bored. Like completely, completely unethical depictions of anything. And I don't know, just so many things. All in all, I enjoyed... I enjoyed kind of the plot line. I did enjoy seeing like 
I thought it was kind of cool when I figured out that there were three different timelines and I liked kind of waiting to see when they were all going to coalesce. Like, I think that they built the tension to that quite well. Mm, mm, mm. Um, but I think that, th- like, there's nothing particularly strong about the show thematically. I think it ended on a weird note. Yeah. I think that, um, and I just think that the way it treated its women was just horrific. And I can't believe that they got away with it. And I haven't even seen that many think uh, think pieces about it. The whole thing with pulling out Yennefer's womb. How disgusting was that? And then having her obsessed with having a baby afterward. I just can't. Cannot with that show. And I watched all of it. So I feel like I have the right to say <laughs> you that. You have the right to say whatever you want. It's just we're not with The Witcher isn't on on discussion today. I was just saying what I've been watching this time. I, I know, I know. But now we all know how I feel about it. Um, and... Sorry, I'm also riled up because we've been talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. So like, <laughs> um, but uh, that's one thing I actually still don't like about the the book franchise and uh, the video game itself. Um, that there are multiple female characters and they all have an option to be romance with and for them to get their tits out. Mm. Um, and that's something that's never interested me. And the thing that does interest me is the more interesting um, uh, like discussions about um, you know, uh, sexuality, like there's things of uh, you know, different natures and, and side quests of, of just farmhands who are two men caught in, in the stable and then one of them is just killed. Because that's not okay, that's not accepted. Or the way that witches, uh, mages, uh, dwarves uh, would be treated by um, a religious-driven um, uh, army uh, that would actually see these creatures, these magical beings, as less than. Um, and the side missions and quests and little stories can be really interesting. Like when you have... There's a really fun one that I was hoping they were going to do in this um, series um, but where Geralt is basically having a conversation with a werewolf for like this entire time, he's not letting him leave this mansion, trying to get a one up on him in terms of figuring out his backstory to figure out his weakness so he can actually leave the curse of the house. And it's it's a lot more um, thinky and and figuring out your way around certain scenarios. But then there's still this just like, and it'll describe the small of Yennefer's back, and um, and then you know her clothes disappear because she's magic. And I'm just like, this is not necessary. But then it also disheartens me that this is probably one of the reasons why it became a successful video game series. I hope that like the genuinely good combat and storytelling of some of these um, developers and writing is quite good and the voice acting is quite fantastic in the video game. But, you know, it's also got the option to just go to a brothel. Yeah. Like GTA. I mean, GTA is, is awful. That's a whole other thing. I mean, I, I don't know a lot of detail. I just know it's awful. I, I, I Look, brothels in and of themselves, not inherently bad things. No. and if Sex you... work has existed for many hundreds of years and will continue to exist for many hundreds of years. And as long as everybody there is, you know, having a fun consensual time. And they're getting paid. And getting paid. And haven't been pushed into that by, you know, cycles of poverty and uh, mental illness. I'm fine with sex work. I just think that I, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. And one thing that actually made me feel a little sick is when I was watching a YouTube review of The Witcher. Um, because it's been mixed, uh, but mixed to positive, I guess. Um is uh, when uh, this guy was talking about it and the fact that he was happy that he wasn't, that people weren't too, that it wasn't going to hashtag too woke. And I'm like, See, th- that- yeah, yeah. And the way that he started like discussing this and, and being, and he was actually frustrated at one of the people of color in the show 
uh, originally this character is very pale skin and got bright red hair in the series. And she's a much bigger character in the future of uh, Geralt's journey. Um, and the fact that she is played by a person of colour, he was absolutely adamant about I mean, this. that man has no right to be, to have an opinion. Um, a bit, so, like, there's certainly elements of the show that I wish were different, um, but as a fan of uh, the series and the writing behind some of the books and stuff like that, it is a bit of a bother to me that it's still focusing on the sexuality of women, of trying to be like, sex sells, it's okay to continue objectifying women, mm. um, because this is how we'll be successful and get another series. Uh, unfortunately, it has worked, um, but I'm hoping that the show just actually improves on itself as opposed to reinforcing those kinds of behaviours. Yeah, I'm, I'm just mad. I'm just mad that everyone's talking about how great it is. Or I don't think it's great. I don't think it's great. But everybody's watched it. Yeah. Everyone's, think, everyone's talking about it. That's true. Including us right now. <laughs> I really like uh, Yaskia and uh, Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. Sure. I've been singing that song a lot in the past few days. Apparently there's a one hour long continual loop of it. On YouTube somewhere. On YouTube, there's a one-hour loop of all this sort of stuff easily. I know, I know. I just saw, <laughs> I saw an article about it on the Mary Sue today. I listened to a 45-minute version at work the other day. Maybe that's what it was. Anyway, um, that's enough about that before I start to really lose my temper. All right. I guess that's it. Uh, you could always uh, rate, review, or subscribe. Yes. Uh, Apple Podcasts is the best way to do that, but on any of your podcatchers, that would be very handy. Uh, please come over and see us on Instagram. I'm going to continue doing our eye charts uh, and our fun posts about each episode. So please, you know, come and like those. Engage, get a shout out if you can, if you, can you know, like one of the shows, recommend a show for us. Mm-hmm. If there's anything else that you'd be interested in us Absolutely. having a go or a cover at. We would love next season to be recommendations from our viewers. So please. We would, that would be great. It would be great to hear Viewers, from Viewers, listeners, you are not watching anything. <laughs> anyway, that's all for this week. Thanks from our mouths to your ear holes. Ew, okay. <laughs> from our mouths to your ear holes. That's not a sign-off. I'm sorry. I don't know no, where that came fine. from. We can keep that as our sign-off. Let's do that every week. I won't be disgusted <laughs> by it at oh. all. Goodbye. Bye. And uh, this... Wait, who's first? Me or you? We'll do... We'll do you. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It yes, was yes. the wrong way around in the... In the Google Doc, so I switched it. Oh, okay. Right, right, yeah. right. So this season, uh, we're in season eight. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Yes. Um, thanks for sticking with us through a couple of clip shows earlier uh, this year. Uh, but we're finally into it. For real. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no. We've already done those episodes. Never mind. Ignore all of that. Jane, cut that out. 